0: Welcome to the Mission of Truth podcast, where Super Bowl champions Nick Foles and Chris Maragos dive deep into the trials and victories that are behind all of the lights. Here's your hosts, Nick Foles and Chris Maragos. Hey guys, this is Chris.
1: Today's show is presented by Compassion International. And right now, you can help be a part of a great program called Fill the Stadium. As 70,000 kids are in need of basic essentials like food and medical care. Join Nick, myself, and Compassion to help release children from poverty. Check out the website, fillthestadium.com, for more
0: information. Today's episode I'm super excited about is um, Chris's draft process or going through the draft process. Um, We did my episode. um, It should be last week, depending on when we air this, but regardless, um, both Chris and I um, been teammates in the NFL and great friends, and we're doing this podcast now. Both have had different journeys, and that's the beautiful part of this all. But just super excited to talk about this process with you, Chris. Um, I know when fun, I, I, did a, I did a lot of talking the last time, now I just get to ask the <laughs> questions, so I'm pumped about that. Uh, I,
1: I know you are, yeah. It's 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 crazy, man, hearing your story, and I've been thinking a little bit about mine and just how different they are but how they've we we've kind of converged to kind of be in the same locker room and kind of some of the same experiences. It's just, it's just amazing. And as you know, how many teammates have we come across that have unique stories where they're at a junior college and then they went to a bigger school and then, you know, they, they got a chance to play or, you know, just it's amazing to hear some of the roads on a lot of these guys' journeys. And it's kind of cool to talk about and look back at and see God's faithfulness through it all too.
0: No, it is. And I think just for, I mean, it's impactful for, you know, anyone listening. I know that we've talked about your story before and just getting to know you through years. I, I, I know a lot of your story, what we're going to dive into today. I probably won't know everything, but it, I know how impactful it will be because of the man you are, but anyone who's listening, especially the, the younger players, um, guys who are in college, guys who are in high school, middle school, even, you know, women athletes, like just, hearing someone's journey and how they're not all alike and that, you know, having a drive and a purpose is so impactful, but, you know, to start it off, Chris, you played, you know, at Wisconsin and had a great senior year. Um, There's a point in our lives where we realize, you know, as athletes, like you might have a chance to to do something great. When was that for you? Um, When did the NFL become that possibility for you?
1: That's a great question. You know, going into my senior year, I wasn't really on any radars. I had just got, gotten put on scholarship uh, in my fifth year in college. Uh, so that was obviously a big moment for me, but it wasn't probably the first couple of games of the year went really well. And, and fortunately made a few plays um, that, that, that did some good things and probably by about the third, fourth game of the year, all of a sudden these NFL scouts started coming around and, I remember they were asking our coaches, Hey, where's number 21 at? And that was a number that I wore. And I was like 21. I was like, uh, uh, you know, cause sometimes in college there's like two numbers, <laughs> you know, there's like, you yeah. know, like there's like dual <laughs> players. <laughs> and I was like, but I was the only 21, you know? What I mean? <laughs> and I was like, Oh crap. You know? And no, you know what it was. I was walking out of the tunnel one day. We were going out for practice. And one of our scout team players was wearing number 21 as well, too. And he was walking out and the scouts were there and they were on our sidelines. And they said, Hey, is this the 21, you know, to one of the coaches? And they said, no, it's not that one. It's it's the guy in the white Jersey over there. And, um, and I remember thinking like, that was the first time it kind of like, I stepped back and I was like, whoa, like these scouts like are like somewhat here to like watch me. And they're like trying to figure out who I am. So that was my first exposure. And I was just like, wow, like, this potentially could be like something that could happen. It, it was, I don't know. It was just, it was something that was so out of the norm because I, I came from Western Michigan to Wisconsin I was a walk on and I switched from offense to defense, my junior year in college. And so for me, it was like, I was just trying to like get on scholarship and like just play. I wasn't really thinking about the NFL and like thinking that that was potential or, or even on my radar. And fortunately that, that year just went really well and, and uh you know, went into that, you know off season and you know agents started calling me and you know just kind of had the opportunity to to you know say hey this is this is this is real this this could happen
0: yeah i mean shoot <laughs> I, I see i didn't know that part of your story which is awesome <laughs> who who who's number 21 cuz i could see your face and i could just see you thinking like <laughs> i could see you doing a full full 360 and making sure that there's not another 21 cuz yeah. such a humble dude Oh, my gosh. Um, man, so you, you you play your senior year. You have a great year. Um, mm-hmm. You know, at this moment, you realize, like, man, there might be a chance to, uh, you know, play in the NFL. And you had a really unconventional road to the NFL. Like you said, you, mm-hmm. you walked on. You earned a scholarship your fifth year. Mm-hmm. Um, you went undrafted, but we'll get into that mm-hmm. in a little bit. Mm-hmm what was your process like your senior year ends and then walk me through the process, um, over the next couple months of leading up to, you know, draft and everything. It was crazy. So in
1: our bowl game, uh, we were playing Miami, Florida, Jimmy Graham and those guys. And there was like two minutes left in the game. And I went and I made a tackle. I was running down on the kickoff and, and, I uh, spun the guy around and put my foot back. And the pile got hit and it bent my big toe back and it basically snapped my whole big toe back. So it was like a really bad turf toe injury, which, you know, I always heard like on ESPN, you know, Oh, this guy's turf toe he's out, you know, you know, six to eight weeks. I'm like, dude, turf toe six to eight weeks. What the heck? You know, like it was my big toe. And like, literally I had no strength in it. It probably would have been better if it would have just broke, but you know, it was uh, something that was really having a problem. But the thing was, is this is January we're playing in the game and your pro days are in like, you know, March ish. Right. And so you have to train. Well, I couldn't run for like six weeks. And so my train, yeah, my trainer, Brad Arnett, love the guy that Brad Arnett, a great friend of mine. He's trained me my whole life. This guy has been just amazing, not only as a friend, but as a guy who's trained me and, and just had my best interest, you know, he, um, he found ways to help me train and get my body strong and in shape without being able to run. And I was so ready. I didn't get a combine invite, but I got a pro day uh, invite, obviously at at Wisconsin. And uh, he just, he just had me ready, but, but we had, we had trained in such an unconventional way. And he was so unique and specific to, to what I needed to do, you know, not being able to, to, to really do some of the movements and things that I needed to be able to do and uh, just really got me prepared well and went to my pro day and, there was like six NFL scouts. And now, mind you, this is like, a, I think we finished uh, top 10 that year, or you know, right around number 10 in the country that year we finished. And we had six NFL scouts. You know, usually there's like head coaches, GMs. We just yeah, had like six. Crazy. Sc- yeah. Crazy. Yeah. We had six area scouts. And so I'm like, oh, my gosh, this is I was thinking there was gonna be a lot more people there. So I was like, Oh, maybe that maybe there's not as much interest as I thought. <laughs> and so, uh, and we had other guys that were going to get drafted, uh, Garrett Graham and O'Brien Schofield and some other guys. And so, uh, it ended up, my pro day went really well. Uh, I ran really well in all the times and agilities and things like that. So then all the buzz started, but this was like early March, uh, or early to mid March and the draft is in, you know, middle to end of April. And so, these teams were trying to figure out what was going on and, and, and who I was and trying to figure out, you know, Hey, you know, we got to gather a little more information The walk on. Didn't really have a whole lot of film, but I put up some really good numbers. And so now they're like, okay, what's going on? So now I'm, these teams are calling me like, Hey, we want you to come out to our facility, you know, come, come, uh, you know, uh, out and, and, and they wanted to get to know me. I had personal workouts at Wisconsin, Uh, these teams are flying in trying to just figure out, but it was almost like a little bit too late. So I went and I I visited the Jacksonville Jaguars and I went and visited um, the Detroit lions and, and, you know, all them. And so kind of crazy, but Jim Schwartz ended up being our deep coordinator at, at at, uh, Philadelphia, all these years later, you know, I mean, shoot, heck eight years later. And I was in a pre-draft meeting with him in Detroit when he was the head coach. So kind of crazy how it all worked out. And, yeah, man. It was just a unique process from that standpoint, for sure. Interesting.
0: No, it, it is. I mean, shoot, going to your pro day and, you know, you're you're analyzing everything. Like You're looking, all right, who's at the pro day? What do yep. they need? How interested are yep. they? Uh, you're talking yep. to your agent, asking your agent, hey, what are teams saying? What's going on? Yep. Your agent's trying to give you information, but at the end of the day, they probably don't know too much because the teams hold yep. it really close to the vest unless you're you know, a for sure number one pick and the team's already announcing it publicly for sure. Um,
1: well, and heck man, I thought the chiefs were, I thought they were so hot on me, man. I told, I t- well, Sarah, she, well, we had just gotten married at the time, right, right? Right around that time. I was like, dude, I think we're for sure going to the chiefs, you know, you're young and you don't really yeah, know how the process sure. works. I'm like, Oh, there's no way I'm not going to them. They love me. <laughs> you know, didn't
0: hear one thing from them draft day. Man, that, that's how it is. I mean, there, there's teams out there, too, that's those smoke screens and then they get interested and they want to see how other draft picks are, you know, where they're taken to see, hey, maybe we take them later. Maybe we take them early. I don't know what goes through all these these teams heads. Um, and sometimes with the draft picks, I mean, it, it's a wild process. Maybe someday i figure it out. Um, is there a throughout that process? Were there any funny conversations with any of the coaches? Because, um, you know, you, you go through this and you have so many conversations. Like, was there ever one that you you remember and you're like, man, that was just a weird conversation or a funny conversation? Oh, man. Well, Coach Schwartz, I was actually joking with him. About I figured it. this. Uh, might. I figured Jim might be in this, but good. Keep going, <laughs> Jim Schwartz. Love you, Jim Schwartz. Appreciate
1: you, man. It's been, it was a great run together. We we. Um, <laughs> So I go in for my pre-draft workout to Detroit and my wife's from Detroit. And so, you know, it was like, oh man, this would be cool to play for the Lions. You know, my in-laws are all there, you know, all my, you know, brothers and sisters-in-law. So, you know, I, I go in and, you know, Coach Schwartz, you know, there's a whole scouting department. So he's not necessarily involved in all the inner workings at that moment. So, you know, I come in and, you know, I got a little bald spot in the back of my head. And, you know, I still had hair at the time. Well, You're, you, were hair, you, know. on, man. you were holding on, man. I was holding on. on. That's right. I was holding on, man, <laughs> and uh and so you know we're in the cafeteria we're eating, and the scout comes in and goes, "All right, you know you're going to have your your meeting with uh, Coach Schwartz." i like, "Okay, cool." So you know we're still all sitting out there, we're watching film, you know, with the DF- DB coaches, and you know there was like two or three other guys on the visit with me that were all defensive backs that they liked, and uh and so you know we're going through our film, watching it. And going through highlights, low lights, you know, they ask you what's going on. Nickel defense, so then, uh, base team, Nickel defense, that yeah. Nickel anybody loser. listen to that, that? That nickel man, yeah. They're all <laughs> all about it. <laughs> it's classic. <laughs> and uh, so then, you know, we're in this film session. And they call you, hey, okay, Mary goes, you're up. So you know, you walk in and sit down with Coach Schwartz, and he goes, oh, he goes, well, he goes, um, well, it's been great having you around. Uh, scouts all love you. You know, they 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 think highly of you, highly of your character. And he goes. You know, I, I got to be honest, man, you know, you look more like an accountant than you do a football player. But he's like, we got a draftable grade on you. So he's like, he goes, uh, he goes, man, you must you must be able to play football. <laughs> 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 so then I go so that I, I walk out of that meeting. I'm like, man, I don't know how to take that. Like he thought I was walking around the facility all day as like a potential like accountant not necessarily like actually a football player, you know, a, a draft eligible football player. So it was just, it was so funny. I told that story laughing and um, ended up all working out. So. <laughs>
0: no, for sure, dude. I mean, that sounds like something you'd say. You you ever walk by his office and like you see his sunglass collection that oh, he yeah. had on his desk.
1: Oh yeah, for sure.
0: There had to be like a hundred designer sunglasses on there that he picked, a, he picked a different pair each day. Coach Swartz, yeah, he, he, he got he's got swag. Coach he Schwartz, you got swag, now, I got I got to give it to you, man. Suit game strong. No, nah, y'all used to have a uh, best dress for each game, didn't y'all?
1: Yeah, we did, yep, we did,
0: yep. Y'all had some fun. Hey guys, we're going to take a quick break to tell you
1: more about Compassion International. Nick, Tori, myself, and my wife Sarah, we've been working with Compassion for quite some time, helping them release kids from poverty situations. And right now, the need is even more pressing than ever because of COVID-19. 70,000 kids have gone from hunger to starvation in this time, and we would love to invite you to join us in helping release these kids from the poverty that they currently are in. Check out com for more information. That's phillthestadium.com.
0: You know, you go through this process, you're, you're meeting these coaches, you're having these funny conversations. You, one coach, you know, tells you that you look like an accountant, um, which is you know, <laughs> great, that's a great career. So, you know. I, um hey. but you know leading up to draft you know tell us about draft day where were you and what was going on that day yeah that's a that's a great question man a lot leads up to it you know I felt like I really
1: put my best foot forward but you know you're here in middle to late rounds undrafted free agent um you know so we're at my parents house and a couple of my high school buddies uh guys who led me to the lord uh, we're all there and we're all hanging out and and, uh, you know, obviously I knew I wasn't going to get drafted the first or second day. So I was going to be a fifth to seventh round pick to undrafted guy. So, you know, you go through the fifth round and all that, and you're going, okay, you know, you're seeing guys go off the board and you're just thinking, oh, I'm I'm way better than this guy. You know, it's like, I don't know if you felt like that. You, you know, when you uh, see you, these guys go, <laughs> <laughs> going, like, oh, man, I can't believe they picked this guy. Who is this guy? What school is
0: he even hey, We're all <laughs> competitors, man. That's how it goes. Oh, uh, of course. Oh, uh, no doubt. No,
1: no doubt about it. So, we get to the sixth round and I'm like, all right, well, this is money time. And boom, I get a call, uh, you know, area code from, uh, San Francisco Bay area. And I'm like, Oh, I'm like, all right, you know, all right, everybody be quiet. And it's, you know, Vance Joseph, defensive backs coach. And, you know, Hey, Mary goes, what's going on, man. How are you? Hey, uh, okay. Look, man, we got two picks left. Uh, you know, I'm advocating. I'm trying to stand on the table for you here, man. You know, we're, we're, we're trying to get you here and take you with one of these next two picks. stay tuned all right, cool, man. You know, good. So first pick goes by, I can't remember who they took. Uh, I think they took a receiver and then, uh, seventh round pick, they took a corner and, uh, they had no more picks left. So they call me back during the draft. I to like, Hey man, you know, just didn't quite work out, but we want, if you don't get drafted, we want you as a free agent. I'm like, okay. All right. Well, you know, dang, I, you know, you guys are showing me some good love. So, all right, that's cool. And so, So we're in the seventh round. I'm thinking, man, this, it might be it, you know? And then, you know, I went on a Jacksonville Jaguars trip. So I'm like, Oh, that might be the Jaguars. You don't get picked. So right after the draft hits, you know, I get a call from San Francisco and, um, and it was, uh, 49ers, uh, uh, let's see, I think it was coach Joseph. And then, um, there was a guy by the name of Bill Nays, who was with me at the university of Wisconsin. He was the assistant to the head coach for Brett Bielema at Wisconsin. And now he was the assistant to the head coach at, um, at the 49ers. And so he remembered the year that I transferred from Wisconsin and I just came to work hard every day at practice. And he remembered that Well, flash forward three years later. Now on draft day, I'm talking on the phone with him and he goes, Hey, and and really Bill Nays was the guy that stood on the table for me with Mike Singletary and a lot of those San Francisco guys. And he says, Hey, look, man, he goes, You know, there might be people offering you more of a signing bonus, but he's like, dude, I'm telling you, you're going to get a shot to play here. Coach Singletary loves you. Like, you know, I mean, you you know, you fit his style, and so I'm like, okay, all right. Well, what are you offering? He's like, well, five thousand dollars, and I'm like, all right, I might be able to ship my car out there for that. You know, like, (laughs) yeah, maybe, uh, Maybe. (laughs) yeah, maybe, yeah, exactly. So I'm like, all right, cool. So meanwhile. Uh, My dad is on the phone with my agent and my agents on the other line with the Cowboys. And this is like right after the draft. And so I'm on the phone with the 49ers. My, my dad's phone is on with my agent with the Cowboys. And, you know, the Cowboys are like, Hey, you know, we like you a lot. You know, you're our first guy on our board. So I must've been the first guy on the priority free agent list for safety for the Cowboys and the 49ers. This is like right when the draft ended like super fast and the Cowboys are like, Hey, we want, we want a response. Like, let us know what's going on. And then I'm going to the 49ers like, well, Hey, how much you, how much you guys offering? Like I got the Cowboys in the other line. And they're like, Hey, and so, you know, they're sitting there going, Hey, look, man, like they're going to move on to the next guy. Like if they don't know, because like, you know, how it works is if the first guy doesn't necessarily say yes, then they got to go to their second guy. Well, if yep. their second guy has already got picked by another team, now they're on their third, fourth, fifth guy on their list. Happens fast. For the happens fast, yeah. So I'm stressing, bro. I'm sweating. I'm in my parents' room, and I'm like, oh, what do I do? What do I do? What do I do? And uh, and I'm sitting there. And I'm like, like literally in my head, I'm like, all right, Lord, what do I do? And like I just had this piece about 49ers because I knew Bill Nays and Mike Singletary. You know, like played the style of play that I thought I was and. You know, was a man of faith, which, you know, obviously led to a little bit of that, but wasn't the 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 major importance aspect. And and so so I'm here on the other line and Bill Day's like, talk I hear a scout in the back. He's like, All right, we gotta move on, we gotta move on. And Bill's like, Hey, you gotta give me an answer. Like, they're gonna move on to the next guy. I'm like, All right, let's do it, man. we I'm with you guys. And then he yells to the coach, he's like, No, he's in, he's in, he's in. And I'm like, Oh my gosh. So I tell my dad and my agent, <laughs> I'm like, we're going to the 49ers. I was like, oh my... So I literally hung up the phone. I walked out of the living room. I'm like, well, we're going to the 49ers. And it was like, I was so stressed, bro. It was crazy. Oh,
0: dude. And uh, oh, it was nuts. But, and that was it. That's how it went down. Man, start your career as the 49ers. Have an amazing career. Win two Super Bowls. Do so much. Like, such an amazing player. Impact every city you're in. I mean, but that's crazy just to hear how it all started and how... You know, what a what a wild journey to get to that point. And it's not easy. I mean, what you're talking about, like most of us, oh, you're just going to pick like a, you know, four ers what, what you're thinking about is like, well, that's where I'm going to live. That's where, you know, my wife's going to live. That's where my future kids are going to live. And yep. is that going to give me the greatest opportunity? And yep. it's crazy to think that a coach that had been with you at Wisconsin and watched your work ethic had a deciding factor in them going after you so you never know you never know who you're gonna play for someday or if there's a coach you know that was a quality control early in your career that'll be your coach someday or your head coach or whatever it may be so whatever you do everything you do matters
1: Um, but
0: you want to do it genuinely and you know being a hard worker is great but most importantly like being a great teammate is so important um, on every single level of sports, but especially in the NFL. So, I mean, you've yeah. been that for so many people everywhere you've been. And dude, just super grateful that we took the time to to share this because a lot of that I didn't, we haven't gone into detail on that story. So I'm excited yeah. for everyone to listen to it.
1: That's yeah, pretty cool. Yeah. It's, it's fun to hear and kind of look back on. And, and, uh, it's, it's cool to see God's faithfulness too, man. You know, there's so many times in my life where, you know you let anxiety creep in or you know the unknowns of the future and when you talk about a lot of his faithfulnesses in the past when things looked unknown and then you see how his plan unfolds and and how it shakes out and how he was doing something greater and bigger than what you could have saw in the moment um you get you know you can't help but you know want to trust in the future too and and just remember those times no doubt yeah it's, it's pretty cool amen brother well thanks chris i appreciate it bro thanks nick appreciate you bro If you'd love to interact with Nick and I, please reach out to our social medias. Our Instagram is at mission of truth and our Twitter is at M of T underscore podcast. We'd love to hear from you guys and any thoughts or questions you guys have or comments. And thanks for tuning in.